I'm Clay Pigeon. Welcome to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. It's a weekly digest of some of the segments and moments that make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show on WFMU. Of course, you can listen live to Wake and Bake Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on WFMU.org. Join me live every morning for the full show. It includes great music, 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 chair throwing, pixie dust, and all-round good vibes. <laughs> oh my God, the man is a maniac. You can, you, can, you, can, you can also hear the full show on streaming archives oh. at wfmu.org slash playlists slash WA. The Hellraiser is back. I'm back, baby! On WFMU. And we and the Hellraiser. It's time, listeners, it's time, listeners, to pledge. No, pledge. Often pledge. Forever. 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 I remember... I was walking up out of the glade. These mosquitoes are very thick. Oh, just a slapping away the two-inch Irish mosquitoes. These flies are terrible. Oh, and we're swatting at the terrible flies. And twas then that I heard the, the pledge bell of Killarney. Pledge bell? <laughs> Listen to it. It peels for they, they who glisten. Pledge bell of Kaladi rings for, for they. And as it rings, it says, pledge, pledge. No second chances. For the past cannot recoil. Gaffs lead to insight. I'm making coffee. Anybody want? Who wants coffee? Come and get it. Who wants? You want coffee? You want coffee? Does anybody want coffee? I'm making the coffee. Thoughts and opinions on the topics that matter most to us. It's Quick Takes with Fabio. Bob, what's on your mind this week? You know what I really find amusing? What? Driving on the roads in New York City. Big city, right? Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, Bronx, even Staten Island. You see these gigantic pickup trucks. Where? Everywhere. And they're all very shiny and clean, which tells me that they're not being used as pickup trucks. They're being used for general, what? you know, getting around. Seems to me they're like, almost like luxury vehicles at this point. Why? There's no hauling of lumber or, you know, Building. 
materials. Whatever building materials you might need. Pipe dope. None of that. No, this is New York City, you know. These things are... Annoying. They all have these very, you know, very sort of manly names, you know, like the Raptor, the Maverick, the Ram, Viper, Gladiator. Are you not entertained? The Titan, the Rebel of all things. Hell yeah! Things like that. Those are real names of real pickup trucks. And, okay, well, I guess it feeds some fantasy to whoever drives these things. <laughs> but the strange thing is that they're... What? They take up a lot of space. They guzzle a lot of gasoline. And really, there's no purpose for them in, in a city like New York or most major cities, for that matter. I agree 100%. But the funniest thing I've seen with these uh, vehicles is the use of these um, these dangling <laughs> metal, well, for lack of a better term, uh, scrotums. <laughs> They're actual castings of, of men's scrotums. You know, testicles. <gasps> hanging off the rear bumper and sort of just dangling there. Oh my God. As if to say what? This is a manly vehicle. Manly, yes, but I like it too. This vehicle has balls. What? What is it? What is it supposed to mean? I don't know. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's freaking ridiculous. Grow up. Good morning, Clay Pigeon, and all who ride the wake rocket fire! Scott Williams here with another edition of WFMU's Hit List. Uh, oh, wow, that didn't even hurt. Today's hit is a real WFMU double whammy. Aww. Not only is it a cover version, and you know how much WFMU loves its cover version. Holy diver, we're down too long in the midnight sea. But it's a cover version of a song that nobody but WFMU listeners and DJs have ever even heard of. I have. So pat yourselves in the back. Because we enjoy a litany of excellent and terrible advice from none other than Alvarius B. Sample excellent advice. Watch out for four-eyed DJs who don't smoke and never pee. You should never hold your pee? Alvarius B is just one of the many musical projects of Alan Bishop. He's the co-founder of the legendary, uncategorizable, and totally cantankerous band The Sun City Girls. He's also one half of the excellent record label Sublime Frequencies. On 2017's triple LP with a beaker on the burner and an otter in the oven, <laughs> Alvarius B. recorded a song called Zion the Rocket Ship. It's his brilliant adaptation of a 1970 tune by the West Coast pop art experimental band, Roger the Rocket Ship. Hello, my dear, you know I'm here. I'm Rocket the Roger Ship. Oh. Except they weren't called the West Coast pop art experimental band anymore. Now they were just called Markley. I don't get art. They were named Markley after the group's lawyer, lyricist, and resident super creep, Bob Markley. He was 30 when he used his money and industry connections to join the teenage band in 1966 when he contributed such songs as Delicate Fawn, Where's My Daddy, and 18 is Over the Hill. 
I'm not making up any of those song titles. Those are Markley contributions to the West Coast Pop Art Experimental Band after their first four records failed to make much impact. That's sad. Yeah. He made the executive decision to rename them Markley. Oh, boy. And failed again. Anyway. Anyway, back to Bishop. Here's Alvarius B. doing Zion the Rocket Ship on WFMU's Hit List. I'm Scott Williams, and I'll see you this afternoon from 3 to 6 p.m. on the radio with Kevin. my special guest, Miriam Gendron. Do tune in. Bye. excited about this next segment. Me too. Good morning, listeners. This is Tim English with Sound Alike. Today we journey back to a strange time known as the 1980s. 1980s. And look at the similarities between Phil Collins' song Susudio, the number one hit in 1985, and Prince's song 1999 from 1983. Few artists have dominated the pop charts the way Prince did in 1984. His Purple Rain soundtrack album produced three number one singles, When Doves Cry, Let's Go Crazy, and the title song. The album eventually sold more than 10 million copies in the U.S. alone. Likewise, the movie Purple Rain was enormously successful, grossing $70 million and going on to become the 10th largest grossing film of the year. The winner is Prince for Purple Rain! In addition, cover versions of three of Prince's compositions became top ten hits. Shaka Khan's I Feel For You, Sheena Easton's Sugar Walls, and Sheila E.'s The Glamorous Life. Thus, Prince exerted a multifaceted dominance of 1984's pop scene, similar to what the Beatles and the Bee Gees accomplished in 1964 and 1978, respectively. Likewise, Phil Collins was on a roll in 1985, and Susudio would give him his third number one hit in a row. Impressive. The overall sound and production on Susudio sound incredibly like 1999, a fact that was often pointed out by DJs at the time. The synthesizer riff that plays throughout Susudio sounds like a minor variation on what Prince plays on 1999. Asked if he had ripped off Prince, Collins responded, quote, I'm a big Prince fan. I love that song, meaning 1999. Of course. I brought it when it first came out, and I used to listen to it on the road. (laughs) 
I took the tempo of 1999, locked it in the drum machine. That was the end of it. The studio was actually changed once because it was starting to sound a bit too much like Prince. <laughs> the studio was on Collins' album No Jacket Required, which would go on to win the Grammy for Album of the Year in 1985. And the winner is Millie Vanilli. Oh! Another day in paradise, Phil Collins. Phil Collins and Genesis would go on to have the dubious honor of being the favorite recording artists of the hero of Brett Easton Ellis's novel, American Psycho. <laughs> Until the next time, this is Tim English with Soundalikes. That's a great song. Quiet. What? You're ruining it, Nimrod. Let's take a minute to visit with Sam, the wake and bake morning music computer. Hello, Clay Pitton. It's Hellraiser time, Sam. And you are already tanking. Sam, don't say that. Have you seen the numbers? They're not that bad. They aren't that good either. Really? The over 50 crowd right. has migrated elsewhere. Uh, no. And the under 50 crowd is non-existent. Say it ain't so. You're weak in American Samoa. Oh, no. And in Java to the east of Krakatoa. Say it ain't so. You've lost the better part of Bergen County. It's too bad. Your numbers slip with Canadian. Mounties. Moantise. You mean Mounties? Moantise. It's pronounced Mounties. Who cares? You've lost Dutchess and Delaware counties. These numbers can't be right. Somebody had to tell you. Tell me, Sam. It's time to step it up. Step it up, Sam. It's time to make some dough. You gotta make that old dough. It's time to let the listeners know how much you care. I care, Sam. I know, but still. What, Sam? When they're donating dough. Yeah, Sam. And you're screwing around. What do you mean? With your weird little sounds. They're not little. They're not that funny. No. The listeners. What, Sam? They must cough up the money. 
Oh, Sam, I know the glisters will come through. Let's hope so, Clay. Even though my percentage... That's bad. Percentage. ...is still quite low. Embarrassingly so. I know. You know? The glisters always come through. They do? The glisters always come through. And if they don't... Well, then I would be hurt. Myself, I am elated. Why, Sam? Even though you're frustrated. A little. It's not little. What, Sam? Your frustration. I'm more afraid. Afraid of failure. Yeah, an outright humiliation. I know something to improve your situation. What's that, Sam? Tell them all about my shirt. The new Wake Sam tee? Yes, that's the one. It's a beautiful blue. And just covered with technical jargon. At 75 bucks, it's a bargain. And the drawing of me. It's quite flattering. But it looks just like me. <laughs> you wish, Sam. Are you saying? I'm just saying the artist. Butterman. Butterman flattered you, Sam. You mean? Well, he made you look. Better than I really do. Well, yes, Sam, but. Oh, Sam, don't cry. I have put on a few pounds. You and the new Sam t-shirt look great. Really? Really, Sam. Listeners, please pledge for wait and bake right now and get the new Sam t-shirt. Where did they pledge, Sam? At WFMU.org. Thanks, Sam. You lost the Virgos in Verona. I did. And the Pisces in Pomona. Ah, oh, Sam. These numbers are terrible, Clay. Just terrible. I wish my brother George was here. Last week, after years of planning, NASA targeted and struck a distant asteroid with an autonomous spacecraft in the first successful attempt at a planetary defense mission. Confirming impact. The much celebrated impact of the DART, or Double Asteroid Redirection Test Craft, was a dead center hit on Dimorphos a 530-foot diameter moonlit asteroid that orbits the 2,500-foot diameter Didymos asteroid. Didymos. 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 asteroid. In an event that was captured by the Hubble Space Telescope, the James Webb Telescope, as well as DART, up to the instant of the collision. After traveling 7 million miles across space, the probe struck the asteroid at about 14,000 miles an hour. Wow. Yeah. In an event that researchers say has effectively changed the asteroid's orbit How much? by about 1%. Over the next few years, the researchers will continue to study data from the mission. And in 2024, the European Space Agency will be launching HERA. What's that? A spacecraft that will arrive at Dimorphos in 2027 to perform detailed reconnaissance and assessment to determine the long-term results of DART. Okay. The knowledge gained through these missions will give NASA's Planetary Defense Coordination Office a better understanding of what actions we can take to protect our planet from deadly asteroid impacts. This is George for Wake Science. Stop, look, listen. It's time for the Jack LaLanne Show from Hollywood. 
starring the world-famous nutritionist, author, lecturer, and physical culture expert on your figure in beauty. And now, here is a man who will show you how to feel better, look better, Jack LaLanne. Boys and girls, you know what? Today is cleanup day. You go tell mother that Jack LaLanne is waiting and he's going to show mother how to clean up. Go get mother, run and get her, come on. That's right. <laughs> See, if I have a dirty rug, I just take the carpet sweeper and I clean it up. Today, I'm gonna show you students how to clean up that tired feeling, how to get those old cobwebs out of your mind, how to get rid of that ugly fat. We're gonna clean up everything. We're gonna show you how you can feel better and look better real fast, all right? So it's a, it's a cleanup day. Listen, many of you students have excuses. You're sitting around having your coffee or your cigarettes or you're busy with your housework or you're saying, oh, I'm too tired today to exercise. Please, I don't want any excuses because if you don't do these gymnastics today, then you're gonna regret it the rest of the day. If you do your gymnastics, get up on your feet, then the rest of the day will be pleasant and the rest of the week will take care of itself. That's the truth. Now, come on, get up on your feet, put your heels together, toes facing outwards, just rise up on your toes and down on your heels. Now, this is wonderful for more beautiful ankles and arches. Let's go. And lower leg. Two, three, four. One, two, and three, and four. One, and two, and three, and four. Up we go, down we go, up and down. And one, two, three, four, and rest. One, two. Hey, I'm so glad you're letting me be with you today. Oh, you promised last week you're gonna let me be with you this week, and you kept your promise, didn't you? Hey, there's still some of you new viewers, your new students there that are still sitting in that chair. Come on, let's go, this is for you. Now, next we are going to do something, students, sitting in the chair here that I consider a marvelous movement to help to get rid of nervous tension between your shoulder blades and the back of the neck, something to help to improve your posture, to put those shoulders up where they should be. You know, if you see a woman with beautiful posture, she looks beautiful all over, doesn't she? But if she's all hanging and sagging and she's slumped down, she doesn't look too attractive. For your posture, bend over at the waist, right here like this. That's it, scoot back in your chair so you don't fall off. Now extend your arms down here, elbows locked stiff. Then bring your arms up as high as you can here. Remember, students, don't move your body and keep your head up. Keep watching me. Now, our next movement, students, is going to be opposite from the back. It's going to be for the front. It's going to be to tighten up the old pectoralis major and minor muscles that help to give your bust line support, to give you that, that elevated look, that youthful look that all you girls want so badly. But first, before we do this movement, I want to give a big salute to our new students and friends in Washington, D.C. God bless you all. Look, the rest of the day, keep a good smile on your face, be happy, and God bless you all. Goodbye, Mother. Bye, boys and girls. See you. Have fun. Thank you, Jack LaLanne, for another inspiring half hour. Hello, Wake and Bake. Hello, glisteners. Mr. Let's Paint here on the treadmill, running my life, running for my life. Trying to get healthy, trying to get... What? Trying to stay healthy as best I can. And we're gonna eat some lovely food here. Cook some lovely food for you here, and what? make a paint a lovely painting here. What we're gonna do is we're at three miles an hour, three three point five, uh, and uh, we're gonna paint. Uh, Wrong. We're gonna cook some chili, okay. some five alarm chili, <laughs> and then we're gonna do a lovely painting. And I thought maybe, what? you know, since it's a five alarm chili, <laughs> uh, it's a reference to the uh, various fire trucks from different fire. Stations, five alarm. Yeah! Obviously, and that's not a good sign if it's a five alarm. If there's a fire going on and you got fire, five five alarm fire, it's it's, it's crazy. Yeah! And that's exactly what, what? Uh, this five alarm chili is gonna be. It's gonna be crazy. But that's how it goes. Crazy hot, hot. 
let's get some paint on the canvas here and paint this lovely station. It's a kind of has a kind of a stucco, uh, a yellow ochre feel to it, little stucco thing here. And uh, they got a little telephone pole, uh, a flagpole, a flagpole right in front there. And the trucks actually had trouble getting around the flagpole because it's right there with the American flag. Let's put the American flag up there. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let's open up some cans. We got some chili. Got some. Uh, well, we're just gonna use some cans for chili. Uh, and we're gonna put the chili. Where? Uh, no, we're gonna use beans. That's right. Beans. No meat. This is a meatless chili. Okay. All right, let's put some uh, some black beans in there, okay? Let's open that up, get black beans. Whatever you say. We got some pinto beans, pinto beans. The Ford Pinto. All right, let's let's uh, let's go ahead and put some uh, garlic and some onions. All right, chop that up, chop that up third. We're wasting too much time. We're wasting too much time. Yeah, yeah. Time's right. running out here. Put, put some K.O. pepper. Get some K.O. pepper in there. Some paprika. Get some red chili flakes. Some red pepper flakes. Ah. Some sugar frosted flakes. Oh, that is some hot ass <gasps> chili. Really? We got a five alarm fire. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> we got to cool it down, baby. We got to cool it down with some sour cream. All right. All right. We got to cool it down. Got to cool it down. Yeah. You got to slow it down now. Slow down there, hot, hot chili, five alarm chili. Slow it down, <sighs> Mr. Les Payne. Until next time, do it all, people. Good morning, listeners. I'm Evan Funk Davies, and this is Pop Rocks. If it's a pop song that rocks. Or a rock song that pops, pops, pops. You'll hear about it on Pop Rocks. As you've probably heard by now, we're doing our Hellraiser fundraiser this month here at WFMU. And I've got four weeks of special shows planned for your listening enjoyment, beginning today at noon. When Bruce McCullough from The Kids in the Hall joins me to guest DJ and talk about the return of his one-man show to New York City later this month. So, needle pulling thread. Exactly. In Bruce's honor, that's honor with a U, of course. Of course. We're heading up to Toronto, Ontario, Canada for today's Pop Rocks. Numbers released their one and only album, Add Up, in 1979. Aww. It was produced by Garth Richardson. What's up? The son of Canadian record producer Jack Richardson. Hello. Who had worked with the Guess Who and Stars, among others. I think of your love as a star. The band included Peter Evans, who played guitar and keyboards and co-wrote most of the band's songs. <laughs> Done and done. Bass player Ed Blocky, Blocky, who shared lead vocal duties with Evans and was the other main songwriter in the band. Jim Kennedy on rhythm guitar. Hello there. And Coleman York on the drums. The group was signed to a newly launched imprint of the venerable Canadian label Attic. Attic. Attic had decided to create a so-called no-frills label that they'd use for releasing music by new and developing bands who would have lower budgets than bigger name acts. This new label was called Basement. Get it? Did I mention the parent label was called Attic? Okay, moving on. (laughs) Numbers were the first band signed to Basement Records, and Attic's co-founder, Tom Williams, wanted the band's album to be the very first record released in 1980. 
so he arranged to have the album delivered to the homes of rock writers and radio station music directors at 9 a.m. on New Year's Day, along with an accompanying Bloody Caesar cocktail. Yum. The scheme drew some attention to the band, but ultimately they never quite made it out of the basement. That's sad. Yeah. Here's the lead single from that album, Sideways Elevator. WFMU to agree by decree that F we don't make the fundraiser goal, then what? Every single DJ on WFMU has to play They're Taking the Hobbits to Isengard, which is one of my favorite songs in the world and the universe and middle. So if you don't give money, yeah, all the DJs have to play They're Taking the Hobbits to Isengard. It gets very annoying for you and gets stuck in your head. Stuck in your head. Stuck in your head. Stuck in your head. They're taking the hobbits to Isengard. They're taking the hobbits. They're taking the hobbits. They're taking the hobbits to Isengard. They're taking the hobbits. The hobbits to Isengard. Guard. 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 You might lose your mind and your friends. So please donate now. And you don't have to listen to that amazing song. Welcome to Waking Weird. I'm Mark Moran from WeirdNJ.com. It was October 5th, 1938, and for the end-of-season visitors to Wildwood, New Jersey, a fun day at the beach would soon turn to terror. One of the most popular boardwalk attractions that year was the Motor Dome Wall of Death, where motorcycles and race cars would whirl around in a wooden bowl-like enclosure. The real thrill for spectators, though, was the sight of a 300-pound African lion whizzing around the steep-sided track. His name was Tuffy, and his owner, Joseph Dobish, had devised an act in which his wife, Irene, drove a race car at breakneck speeds with Tuffy in a sidecar. The crowds gasped in amazement. But by October 5th, the summer crowds had gone home, and the wall of death had shut down. 
Poor Tuffy just lay there behind the iron bars of his cramped cage. That night at 5.30, Dobish opened the cage to feed Tuffy, and the big cat bolted. In a panic, Dobish didn't report the escape to the police until an hour later. At 7.30, Thomas Saito and nine-year-old Masimi Oishi were getting into Saito's car when they heard a mighty roar and turned to see Tuffy bounding up the boardwalk toward them, ready to pounce. Saito shoved the boy into the car to protect him. Then the lion mauled him as the boy screamed in terror. Then Tuffy grabbed Saito by the neck and dragged him into the dark labyrinth of pilings beneath the boardwalk. Police formed posses to hunt for the beast and followed the trail of blood and shredded clothing under the boardwalk, where they found Saito's mangled, lifeless body. His neck had been snapped. Officer John Garris was patrolling the deserted boardwalk when he caught sight of a slinking shadow prowling behind him, crouching silently. Then it lunged at him through the darkness. Garris raised his 38 caliber revolver and managed to squeeze off a single shot, hitting the lion right between the eyes. Then Tuffy fell dead at his feet. Garris became an instant celebrity for bringing down the ferocious animal and even received several marriage proposals. Tuffy's head was stuffed and mounted for display in one of Wildwood's many watering holes. After the tragedy, such animal acts were banned from the boardwalk and only human daredevils would be permitted to ride on Wildwood's wall of death. For Waking Weird, I'm Mark Moran. Clay, it's Connie Klinkelfush in the chopper for wake traffic. And I'm Rex Rademacher on the... We ain't got time for that this morning, Rademacher. Is that you, Dinky? Interrupted my tagline. Is that you, Connie? I didn't hear you leave this morning, Dink. I heard him. Shut up. Out in the kitchen. Clanking his bowl. You are loud with your bowl, Dink. The caveman. Men handle this bowl. You'd hope we'd evolve beyond that. Cut the science talk, Rex. Yeah, nobody needs that, Redemaker. Why, without science, we... We'd probably be a... A whole lot better off. But without science and math, we... All that math's for the birds. I never cared for numbers. What about the study of history? All that boring old stuff. Leave them to their graves, Randomaker. What about music? Education? I like clogging the music. I didn't know you clogged, Connie. She's a good clogger. I got second in the zone competition. That's right before the regionals, isn't it? Connie's never won the zone. Don't rub it in, Rex. You're insensitive, Randomaker. You should talk, Dougherty. Dinky's very sensitive. I'm very sensitive. When you're punching Speeders? Why bring that up, Rex? I've got delicate skin. Just want to bury it under the rug, Oh, huh? I think all cops punch speeders. I break out and hide. Doesn't care about music education. Oh, he's protecting us, Rex. My mother applied salves. Coltrane. Nobody cares about that, Rex. Traditional poultices. We are still in our traditions. We are rich in our possessions. We are poor in our confessions. Rarely admitting when we are wrong. And all night long we cannot sleep. Lie awake counting sheep. One, two, three, and then realizing God above. The sheep, the sheep 
is me, the sheep, is me, and all the people they must see, but we are blind and cannot find our way so lost today, and the eagle flies relentlessly, he dips and dives, and then you see the wriggling fish in his talons grasp, his eagle cry with its pleasant rasp, lay down one last time to sleep, one lost secret down and deep secrets, a Halverson resort. You were speeding, weren't you? I probably was a few miles. A over. female speeder. I'm supposed to meet Becky and Janet. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Well, you can go. Thank you, officer. Be safe.